it's Allie with Wanderwear Lost talking about hiking while traveling today on episode five. I have one of my longtime best friends, Campbell, with me today. Cam's been a gym buddy, therapist, and all-around go-to for me for years now, and that hasn't changed, even though you're now 551 miles away in San Diego. Who's counting those? No one, clearly. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> How's it going, Cam? What's this? It's going good. It's going good. Down here in San Diego. How's everything up there? Oh, it's freezing. Yeah, we had our first <laughs> snow on Saturday. Oh, that's nice. I I I I I, I, I saw it was at the beach today, so. I hate you. I hate <laughs> you so much. <laughs> so, Camp, tell me, how many? Like, I know you travel like pretty much all the time, and you're lucky enough to be able to travel for work too, but. How many countries have you been to? Okay, can I just count them off because I don't know the number off of my head. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, so we have been to Australia, Fiji, Canada, Mexico, America, Costa Rica, Peru, and Spain, France, um, Belgium, Netherlands, Ireland. And then Venice Beach. Um, I think that I lost count. How many is that's, that? That's 12. And then I threw Venice Jesus. Beach in there because Venice, Venice Beach might as well be its own country because it it's nothing like America. My God. Um, so I heard in there, like, obviously we've been to some of the same places, but haven't you also been to Japan too? Did you say oh, Japan? Yeah. No, I completely missed my last trip. Oh my <laughs> uh, god! I'm my last trip, my last trip was Japan and Thailand, which is was which was a great time. Yeah, we gotta talk about Thailand sometime because it's been like a dream vacay for me, and one that we just like for some reason we just don't even talk about going to Thailand, and I don't know why we always end up going back to Europe. Why am I bitching about this? I don't know, but Thailand would be so cool to go to. Thailand is amazing. Um, I highly suggest going to the northern part of Thailand, unless um, if you want to go to the, like I, I like I even to the southern part of Thailand, and I don't regret it at all. But just know, just know you're gonna have a really really good time, and you're not gonna remember a lot of it because they have these things called buckets. And they cost like a, they cost like two dollars, and legitimately they give you a sand bucket worth of alcohol. And my God. And let's just say, let's just say, um, I didn't make it back to my hostel of my first two nights. Jesus. Okay, so it sounds like we need to have another episode about Thailand so we can talk about that story. But yes, um, we have a family friend that lives in, I'm, I'm probably going to say it wrong, I have this bad habit of doing that on the, these episodes, um, Chiang Mai, Chiang, Chiang, Chiang Mai, Chiang Mai, I don't know. Chiang Mai. Northern Thailand, though. Yep. Yeah, and he and his wife live there. They've lived there forever, and they love it, which is why they obviously live there, because um, they're American citizens. So, I don't know. They keep saying that we should come visit, and I keep kind of like, I don't know. I, I don't personally know them. It's like family friend, but yeah, I, I feel like I should know. Um, so, I'm, 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 so I definitely say that whenever you have a chance to, to go to a place like 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 national like your local country or whether you're going abroad, and it, I'm so so someone lives there. Always take them up on it. It's such a better experience because they know things. They know things that you're never gonna know by like researching and stuff like that. And, they'll, and they're gonna show you more of like the local experience. Like when I went to uh, Belgium, my um my really good friend Nick, he's from there, and his cousins were there, and they showed us all these cool places. We found this, they showed us this little fort that had, had like a bar in it, and like a World War II fort that, that we got, um, um, that, um, that we were drinking in. So it was such a, it was such a good time. And so I, I never would have had that experience unless I went with a local, um, 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 so went, so went without a local there. That's so true. I feel like that's a really good point too. Um, because you, you meet people a lot and that's going to be an episode that we talk about is like making friends while traveling. But you know, there, there's, you always like tend to meet people or you have more people in your life that you don't think about that, you know, that actually live in places you'd want to go. And I feel like that doesn't even, I mean, you said this too, but it doesn't have to be abroad. It can be like in the next like 
stayed over too. You know, you don't have to leave the country. It can just be like, oh, I know someone in Washington, D.C. So when we go there, I'm going to be spending time with them and going to some places for like lunch and stuff like that. Or uh, somebody who lives in San Diego and you can like come down here and come visit them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish that I could like, I don't know, put Kyle in my suitcase because I would 100% pay for a flight. It's hard though being in a in a couple because then it ends up being like four hundred dollars to fly down there and then it's like we should probably get a rental car and then it's like you know with all the stuff going on this year that I've taken PL for do I have enough time off to go so it's rough and the DC thing is like a work trip so I'm actually working while I'm there which is nice no but don't worry I'm not hurt I'm not hurt. No pain here. You seem a little, I don't know, that face he just made. (laughs) Um, I promise I'll make it down. I really, really want to. And actually, I know this is a ways out, but when we get back from Europe, we might have reason to stay in the SoCal area. Where are you going in Europe? I I forgot about this trip. You probably told me. London, Venice, Florence. Is that like next year? Uh, March 2020. Whoa. My friend, my friend Sean, um, my friend Sean's I think the like, exact same time period as you. He's been trying to get me to go to Italy with him during that period. I just can't do it. Uh, I can't do it. So everyone knows I am a uh, CPA. So during our, so most people probably realize that accounting, we're really busy during the first part of the year, taxes, uh, auditing, and, the, and that stuff. So, so I'm just trying. I'm just honestly trying to break the stereotype that accountants aren't fun and just sit at their desk and type on their calculators all day. Well, you're doing a good job, Camp. (laughs) Believe in you. What's your favorite part about traveling, though? Oh, my favorite part is definitely, like, just seeing different people and different cultures. So, I was trying to go, like, to bring a step back. So, my first trip ever, first trip out of the country that I can remember was uh, going to Australia and then in, and 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 then into Fiji. So a little back background, like like my family was 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 well off when I went um, when I was a kid, and like like yeah, me me and my brother were spoiled and didn't realize things. And I'm probably like ten years old, and so my dad got a free trip to go to Australia, and then we took a stop off in Fiji to go fishing, which I know sounds super elitist um, right now, <laughs> but uh, but like we took a stop. I mean, how white are you? <laughs> But anyways, um, I'm 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 better. So we we took off we set stop off to go fishing, and we met these we, we met these really cool local guides. Um, um one guy was Freddie, who I, who legitimately became like like my best friend, as much as a ten year old can have a best friend with like a twenty something year old who he's a he's Aww. like idolizing because he's a badass. And then that's so cute. And then and there's Captain John, and so 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 we get in. So we get into this huge school of yellowfin tuna. We we caught so many fish. Caught so many fish. I think we caught like thirty fish. Thirty fish. And these are like these are like big. These are big yellowfin, like like probably forty to eighty pound fish. And like me being ten, like me being ten years old, like like I just get you, you get so sore and so tired from it. But we couldn't even take any more fish. But so 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 we had done. So we had done with our fishing trip. And and uh, and uh, we have all these fish, and we don't know what to do with it. We we just want to eat one of them. So we just start, we legitimately start going around to different tribes, tribes of people. And like when I say tribes, it's legitimately, it was legitimately like tribe, like tribe, like all the houses were just aluminum put together houses. Like it was definitely a third world nation and like how excited they were to get this fish. Like, like it was like treated like gold because at the end of the day, food, food is like the key to life. And so it's, so like they were like chanting in the streets, they were having parties, they loved us. And I'm like, and I just remember thinking to myself, I'm like, Wow, wow! Like living in America, we take for granted like food and like just getting wa- clean water like, every single day. And that like that experience there like humbled me like just like being a kid. And like probably won't ch- change change who I am today. And and that experience is what I is what I love about traveling. Like 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 going to Peru. Peru is like the best example of this, and that's why probably Peru is my favorite trip ever. Is the fact that it. It's probably the poorest country I've ever been to, but they were so happy. They're such good people. They're all super mm-hmm. polite. They're all super polite, and like, 
they took a lot of pride on the took a lot of pride of what they had. They might not have they might not have like a lot, but they took so much pride in it. And like I think that's the lessons that you can take from there and bring them up here. And like we should be the exact same way. We shouldn't be spoiled. We shouldn't be all like all like all like upset about it. Now I'll come off my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know, I feel like there's a really good lesson in there, kind of, or at least like an understanding. It's interesting to me how there's some people who travel when they're kids and they're nothing but spoiled brats, you know, and you mentioned at the beginning of that story that you were like, yeah, we were so spoiled we didn't even realize it, but you learned from that and you like gained this, this wisdom that normally people don't get until they're a lot older, you know, and usually probably a bit more down on their luck, don't have money, that sort of thing. And then see like, oh man, shit, people actually have it worse off than I do. So that's something you, that you learned when you were 10. And I think that's amazing. And I wish the spoiled brats of America could learn that a little bit sooner than they do now. And I think it, and, 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 and so I think there's a lot, um, a lot of kids, um, there's like a lot of kids who do get to go traveling and, 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 um, and, 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 and and, and and so are lucky. I'm lucky to go out out of the country. But I think you gotta travel in like different ways. Like like so many families like go like oh we went to uh, let's let's say like oh yeah we went to Cuba when like it first opened up. Did you actually go to Cuba or did you go to like the five star resort? Like there's a difference. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between going to like mini America and the actual country. And that's always been my thing. That, 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 that's, always, that's always been my thing. I, I don't want to stay at the resort. I don't want to be in, like, these fancy, fancy areas. I want to be, like, where the people are. Yeah. Yeah. And I keep, like, telling this story, um, but I guess it's because it was the most recent trip. But Costa Rica, you know, we stayed at the Tobacon. Mm-hmm. And a five-star resort, you get the bratty, spoiled Americans. And they're not even bratty, spoiled American kids. They're just bratty, spoiled Americans. I mean, granted, the kids were horrible, but and I keep bringing that up. I don't mean to. It's just that we, I guess when we've traveled before, we do always tend to stay at like Airbnbs or more local non-touristy areas, you know, and things like that. And we still will do touristy things, but we like the ultimate thing that we really like to do when we travel is to like walk around and like see the place that we're in. Oh, for sure. And like, uh, like, like, I don't also don't want to just call out America because I'm just, I'm just saying Americans because I recognize Americans quicker. There's so many other countries that also have equally spoke. It's mainly first world people from first world countries, generally from English descent, who are generally jerks. French, French in general are, are always mean to me, but that's a different story. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've heard that you don't like the French. Now everybody else knows it too. I had, I had, I had, I, I had to get it in at least once during the podcast. Maybe eight oh twice later on. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But no, I agree. And I, I do always say bratty spoiled Americans and there are totally people from other countries and nationalities and all of that can, they can act the same way. So good call out. But I think it is now time for the segment called Wandering Sips. Wandering Sips. It's the Sips. Wandering Sips the top. Wandering. Sipping while you're wandering. Wandering sips. We get to drink now. Yay! Yes, we get to drink, but we have to explain what it is first. I've been saying it wrong all day, and I've listened to the pronunciation of it like four times, and I can't remember it for whatever reason. So, since we're talking about Peru, um, kind of. I mean, the main topic is hiking while traveling, but also in Peru, we are drinking a pisco. Pisco sour. P- P- yes, I did it. Pisco. Oh my god, I did it. Okay. So what scares me about this is that it has a, an egg white in it. And I just, I oh. also, I smelled it and it smells very strong and I'm worried about that. So it's Pisco, um, an egg white, fresh lime juice, simple syrup, and you garnish it with bitters. Yep, yep. So. But yeah, use a real simple syrup. The real um, drink makers use real simple syrup. Well, I will get into that once I actually know what that is and how to do it. But, hey, cheers through the webcam. Cheers. Woo! All right, let's, I'm going to give it a stir first. Oh, God, I'm scared. It's really good. 
it definitely tastes like alcohol. Your face was was looked like that was like the worst thing you've ever tasted it in in your entire life. <laughs> Well, I will say that, um, you know, maybe I should have added more simple syrup. I don't know. So what was I your... measured out what the recipe said, but... So you should, so, so you should eyeball it. Like, I did, I did a shot. I, I did a shot and a half of uh, pisco. Then I did, like, a little bit of squirt of, uh, of uh, simple syrup. Um, I did a one full lime and, um, and then, and then a one, one egg worth of egg whites. Okay, so I did one egg. I followed the recipe to a tea, so I did two ounces of pisco. Is that a shot? Uh, I think How much is a shot? I think that's I think a shot's two and a half ounces. Oh, so less than a shot. Oh god. But I, um so um, but I also so like a ounces. stronger drink than you, so that's that's probably another issue there. That's true. I was really worried about the egg white, but I honestly can't taste it. So yeah. I guess that that part's good. I also used the whole lime. Um yeah, I mean, overall, it's, like, it's not my favorite drink that I've made, but lately I'm also super into, like, carbonated drinks. So, like, the Guado Sour from Costa Rica, like, that was a fave. I've made that, like, multiple times since the episode. I was really excited to find it. So, yeah, so, there's that. So, uh, Pisco, so, Pisco Sour is, like, legitimately, I'm um, legitimately, whatever bar you go to in, um, I'm go to in Peru, that's, definitely there it's especially it's especially mainly in like i would say lima and south peru like for that area the amazon have has like um, have like their own drinks that i would not know how to remake oh and so so and um, i'm sorry i also had no idea what i was drinking um, our uh, guy i'm sorry guy john paul was like no 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 um it's good it's good i'm like okay man i trust you <laughs> I mean, when in when in Peru, do as the Peruvians. Yeah, sure, sure, it works. It works. Okay. Um, I was looking up some of the food that you eat in Peru, and it seems like ceviche is a big one. I guess like a pretty big entree, which I've actually had. Not in Peru, obviously, but um, it's. I've always really liked it. It's basically just a seafood dish, and it's usually, like, fresh raw fish covered in, like, citrus juices. Mm -hmm. So, did you eat any of that? What did you think the food was kind of like there? So, so, I, I just went, so I, I just went to three different regions of Peru in the course of ten days. Um, Damn. Yeah. Um, well, travel up and <laughs> So, I went to Cusco, and from Cusco, I backpacked all the way to Machu Picchu. And then did you I, see the, the emperor? What was that? Did you see the emperor? I did not see Emperor Cusco. I looked for him, but like, he might have been in llama form. I did meet a llama. Damn it! Um, I'm sorry. I did meet a llama who kind of looked like him, but he wasn't talking to me. Maybe I wasn't up to his status yet, though. Damn it! Well, you know how he likes to, you know, like he has to know you're a good guy first, and maybe he just couldn't tell. Probably. So. Well, was in Cusco, then, then then went to Lima for a day, which I think is the only amount of time someone should spend in Lima. But Lima okay. has the best ceviche I've ever had. It was, it was, uh, so there's two, there's generally two different styles of ceviche. One's Peruvian ceviche, which I think is better, personally. Um, and, and that's the lime-based one. And then there's Mexican ceviche, which is like a tomato-based one. Um, mm. My brother says they're Peruvian both. all the way. My brother, um, 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 so my brother, he likes both of them. I like the Peruvian one, period. So depends I on what you think, like. Yeah, I mean, I think I've had, like, in Mexico, I've had ceviche. So I think, and I didn't, I wasn't, like, the biggest fan of it there. But I've had it, uh, horribly enough, like, here. And it's been good, I think, here or somewhere. I don't know. But, and it wasn't in red sauces or anything like the last time or like a tomato base or anything like that. So I think, I think Peruvian might be the way to go. I I think citrus goes better than tomatoes. So, um, but, but the wild, but the, but the, but, the, but I, I just got to share. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much research you did on the food there. So Lima is where like the ceviche is. The crazy food that I had was actually in Cusco. Ooh, Emperor Cusco. Right. So, so the delicacy of Peru is not is is not ceviche. The delicacy of Peru is guinea pig. Oh. 
and uh, I did partake in said guinea pig. And I will tell you oh. this. I I will tell you this. Like people always ask me, people always ask me, like, well, oh, so what did it taste like? I'm like, it tastes like guinea pig. They're like, no, no, no. like it tastes like chicken. It tastes like pork. I'm like, nope, it just tastes like guinea pig. So when I think guinea pig, though, I think of like small animal kept in a cage that urinates and poops everywhere. And that just doesn't sound very appetizing, but I guess you could say the same for chicken. And then I'm also vegetarian, so like, just no. But would you say it was good or bad? I wouldn't eat it again. I wouldn't try it again. Um, okay, so bad. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Probably more on the bad side. I still have, I still have, I still have, I still have a tough time going in into Petco because of it. So, oh. They look me right in the eyes, and they and they know, they know that I ate them. Like oh my god. Um, but uh. That's horrible, Campbell. So so besides. Ellie is over here crying. <laughs> My princess dog is no longer looking at you. <laughs> but but uh, but um, but um, uh, um besides uh, the guinea pig, they also eat alpaca, which is actually really good. Um, it, um, it's a lot of rice. Um, it, um, it's a lot of they have they have a lot of rice type dishes and stuff like that. Um, but the best food I had in all of Peru was actually I was actually on trail was actually on the Inca Trail. And like I, I had to bring this. I have to be sure to bring this up right away. Um, Gordon Ramsay has nothing on our chef. Legitimately, I don't think any professional chef has anything on this guy. This guy not only carried all of his supplies on this crazy hike, he baked a cake on top of a mountain. Oh my god! And it was a delicious cake. It was amazing, and every meal he made was amazing. <laughs> Mm. I do love food. I feel like I'm really kind of upset, actually, that we haven't traveled together. It just seems like it never, like, the timing never works out between your busy CPA-style life and also our lack of funds. To be fair, I feel like it should be a get, it should get a bit freer for us nowadays, but we'll see how that goes. Um, But we need to, we need to do a trip because, you know... Between your adventurous style and our laid-back style, I feel like it'd be a good, good like, compliment to each other. I am always looking for travel buddies. My travel buddies right. are getting more limited. Being the one single friend and a ton of uh, couple friends, they... Uh... Ah, you hear that, ladies? He's single. <laughs> and he's cute. And he's smart. And he travels. And he's financially stable. Just check, 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 check. And he loves dogs. You would never eat a dog, right? I would never eat a dog. Um, the, okay. The animal, the animal, I still feel the most bad bad about eating. That I didn't know what I was eating, and and I got tricked because I didn't speak the language. So it's not really getting tricked. It's just me being ignorant. Um, I, I was in Japan, in Tokyo, and I was at their fish market, and I thought I was getting salmon, or, or, or not salmon, tuna. I actually got a minky whale. And I felt really bad eating the whale. So I have this, like, this, I have, my code when it comes to eating meat ha- has to do with, okay, intelligence and also if the animal is in, in, um, in, um, in, um, in, um, endangered or not. So mm-hmm. that's, like, my code, my code when it comes to eating. And so at least the minky whale wasn't endangered. There's a lot of them around Japan, and they're an island nation. But they're really smart. So but I didn't want to eat them. Yeah, I think there. It is kind of weird that like, like pigs are super smart, you know. If bacon and, like, didn't taste so good, I would agree with you. But bacon tastes damn good. <laughs> I don't. I've never really liked bacon. Well, but like, even when we were eating meat, I just I never I never liked bacon. But you're a vegetarian, but, so. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't always been. I mean, I do miss certain meat. Like, I really miss like a good chicken parm. Or, like, chicken cordon bleu. I guess I mainly miss chicken. Because, like, I was never a huge, like, red meat person. I was never huge on pork either. Okay. So, fish also. I always liked fish. How is that traveling for you? Because, like, um, so, so I, like, so I I have a certain group of, like, travel friends, travel friends I go with. And one of my groups is my brother and, um, so my brother Hunter and so his girlfriend Melanie. And, uh, um, and, 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 and so Melanie, she... 
she's kind of vegetarian. She has dietary restrictions. But she tries to eat vegetarian a lot. And most countries that we have gone to together, vegetarian is really not a thing. Like they like they mainly do like the meat, starch, and vegetable type type diets in a, in a lot of countries. Like, do you guys ever run into issues with that? I feel like it kind of depends on where we've gone. Um, when we went to Europe the first time, we weren't vegetarian yet. So I, but I ate a lot of pasta and cheese and bread and stuff. I mainly ate just carbs. So I feel like when we travel. It might not always be super nutritious. We might be lacking certain things, which is why like a lifestyle of constant travel might not be so good for us. But like Costa Rica was super vegetarian friendly. Um, even this tiny hole in the wall that didn't have signs, propaganda or a name, which I mean, I, it could have been someone's kitchen. I, I was set up like a restaurant. I don't know, it was sketchy, but it was really good. Like even they, we were able to convey like, we don't eat meat. And she put cheese on the plate for us instead of, like, whatever meat there was. So I feel like there's always kind of a way around it. You just have to make sure that you know how to say that you don't eat meat so they, you know, they can help try to fix it. And then also, like, be aware of where you're going. Like, normally when we go to eat somewhere, we we predetermine where we're going. We don't just show up so that we can kind of make sure okay. it has something that we, we can eat. Um we also are not like really strict vegetarians. And I say that in the sense that like, if it obviously has meat, we're not going to get it. Sometimes I'll get something with fish if like that's the only option. But like if there's a soup and it might be made with chicken broth or like a bone meal or something like that, we usually will just get it unless we like know that. Like normally they don't advertise that, you know? So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, which which, on um, which I guess, which I guess, like, like, so both me and you are planners, um, and so like I plan everything. I plan, I, 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 I just like plan everything, and so I, I, and so I like doing research. Oh yeah. Whenever like I, um, I, I do a ton of research, and especially like for every meal, I like to do research, like Yelp, tri um, Yelp in America, but in, um, but so abroad they mainly use TripAdvisor, and so, so. So I like researching and, and seeing what food is like really good in this area. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm, I'm sure Zach can think for you. You just put the, the criteria in there, and like I would and like and like and, and, and like it's less like oh you, you you're walking down the street and you're like oh well, let's just check this place. You have, you probably check the menu and stuff like that. Oh yeah. More less than me who's like sure let's just do that. Yeah, I mean I I think that it does just kind of come down to like you do have to be a little bit more like aware of where you're going and what you're eating. Normally with the Airbnbs that we stay at, they seem to leave like recommendations of places to eat. And then we'll usually Google those places and figure out like what's on their menu. So we can kind of determine where we want to go. So it's not as like spontaneous and exciting and that kind of thing, but I'd rather like show up somewhere to get some food and actually be able to eat it and enjoy it than do the spontaneous thing. But to be honest, like when we went to Barcelona, we got there kind of late and we were starving, but we wanted to find our Airbnb while it was still like light outside. Um, we found it and then we were really hungry. We went to try to find somewhere to eat. We didn't have any idea where we were. We didn't have any like maps really that showed anything. Um, a lot of stuff was closed, even though it was later, I kind of expected more things to be open and we were way off the touristy area. So it's not like, you know, we were around there. Um, but we found this little hole in the wall place and the person made us like a sandwich and it was really hard. Kyle speaks a little bit of Spanish. So it, like we got by, even though they don't really speak Spanish there, um, we got by and we were able to tell him we don't eat meat. And he was like, Basically, he was like, so a vegetarian sandwich? And we were like, yes, sure. Nice. So he made it, and it was actually pretty good, if I remember right. It had, I think he put, like, lettuce and, like, um, like stir-fried, like, onions and things like that. I think there was, like, a pesto sauce, like, on the buns or something like that. So it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, great. It wasn't like five stars, but for being a little hole in the wall and like not really knowing, like, and just kind of showing up and being like, this is the only place we found for three miles. Hi. You know, <laughs> like it, I feel like it worked out. 
Um, and so, right like, there's stuff like that that you can just sub, you know, you just are like, yeah, just take out the meat. And if I have to eat, like, a rabbit for this meal, I'll find something else in an hour. So, I think, so, I kind of bring this background, bring this background to when I, like, um, while I was, like, on trail in Peru, I think, I think they would actually like you a lot more because they would have to pack less for you guys. <laughs> true. Because, like, true. they would have, because they'd have to pack just the, because, like, I have, like, we had, like, a noodle dish, a rice dish, but, like, you wouldn't have to pack, like, pack, like, the proteins and stuff. They just pack vegetables. Usually, you guys use the vegetable part. I mean, honestly, if you throw in beans and have some sort of, like, grain, like, quinoa or rice or that sort of thing, like, it's fairly complete, you know? Missing mm-hmm. some things still, but, like, not as bad as other stuff. Not as bad as just sure. lettuce. So, yeah. yeah. But... I think, like, the thing that I think, when I think Peru, I always, always, always think Machu Picchu. Which, for anyone who doesn't know, is the Incan Citadel in the Andes Mountains. And apparently, and I was, was, like, looking this up and, like, researching it a little bit, because I don't really know that much about it. Just that it looks cool and I want to go. Apparently, its exact former use remains a mystery. So, So... So we got stories, stories from our guide. Uh, we had the best guide ever. I'm still friends with him. His name's Milton. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna say Milton the rest of the time. Um, uh, so Milton, so, so Milton explained to us that it was, it was, it, it was like their, it, I mean, it was like their major city, um, a, a major city. It was basically, um, it was basically, it's basically their offshoot from Cusco. So Cusco was the center of the Inca Empire. And, and then and then Machu Picchu was like um, the center of like the farming and stuff like that. Oh. It, 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 it's so much. It's so much. Like it's so much. It's so hidden in the Andes and so many tiers of like farming areas. And then, but it, um, but also the very large city too because it has like a very large city area stuff like that. Um, one fun fact. One fun fact that we learned is that there used to be this big statue right 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 in the middle of it, but. Uh, um, they had this meeting of all of the South American countries coming together, like to show peace on Machu Picchu. And I can't remember which country's helicopter it was. One of the hel- country's helicopter broke it. Wow, that sucks. Whew! Can you imagine being responsible for that? Yeah, Damn. yeah. Like, um, like, like to me personally, um, Peru should go to war. This is fighting words now. <laughs> Can you imagine you know, one of our most beautiful things? Like, so, do you know when Machu Picchu was first like discovered by more modern civilization? So uh, I didn't, I didn't uh, look I'm, that piece I'm, up. I can do it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. Like, I do remember. I do remember. It was there was two. I believe there's two people, and both of them. Both of them. One of them doesn't get the credit for it, but he deserves the credit for it. And this other guy came through later, I believe, and uh, he got the credit. And and so below Machu Picchu is uh, um, is Aguas Caliente, or uh, uh, I think it's called also nicknamed Picchu Town, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And um, and so they're following they're following the river, and a, a a native local there was just like was just told just told them about the this old town like in like in the mountain the mountains high above them and the guy climbed up there and like the ruins are really well maintained by by nature or, or whatever and i mean it was uh, uh, um and so it must have been absolutely beautiful i can't even imagine like it um it with no one there yeah because honestly come i'm gonna be honestly machu picchu i really i really enjoyed machu picchu i loved being able to see it but it was not my favorite favorite Inca uh, site. So to circle back a little bit, um, looking this up here, it says that Hiram Bingham yep. was the person that rediscovered the lost city of the Incas on the 24th of July, 1911. And nice. I just, it, I think the idea of discovering something like that is crazy to me, like walking over like cresting a hill or something and just seeing this and being like, Oh my God, what did I just walk into? Like, that's insane. But why is it not one of your favorites? Like, was it super crowded or did you just like, you just weren't that impressed? 
So I think it's I I think I think what hurts it is I think what hurts it is so so um um so we wanted to be the first people we wanted to be the first group that got to go to Machu Picchu from the Inca Trail. So so in order to do that, you have to wake up at like one o'clock in the morning. Ah. And and so you so we thought so we thought we thought we could wake up at one o'clock in the morning and then just go. But there's this gate, there's this gate that you have to wait at until like five o'clock in the morning. So we're up at one o'clock. We're sitting here in this gate for like four hours. We're just talking, talking, listening. We played some Spotify, played some Spotify, and just chilled. And um, and uh, and and uh, and, uh, and so once the gate opened, once the gate opened, we then thought we then thought it was just going to be like a five-minute walk, because we're like, oh, yeah, we can kind of see where that mountain is. It's right there. That's where we're after when you get to. No, we, so we start running, and it's like a <laughs> two- or three-mile run, and we didn't realize that. <laughs> so that could have also hurt my expectations. But I think the thing that probably most hurt, hurt my expectations was the fact we went to this, I think the, the day before, we got to, this, we got to our, our final campsite, and, like, it was like a bittersweet night, to be honest, because, like, we, we had so much fun. We loved our porters. We love like Milton. He's he's still a friend. I still talk to him. And um, and like it was like like this is like almost like a bye. Like we're gonna say goodbye to these guys soon. And we 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 all walked over to this site called Winawana, which tra- translates into Forever Young. And legitimately, it's it's Milton, and then my group. Um, um, so my group, which was myself, my brother Hunter, and then my friends Austin, Nick, and Marissa. And it was just us and llamas on the site. That's amazing. No one else was there. It was so beautiful. And this site was equally as complex as uh, Machu Picchu. It's just not as big. And it was absolutely gorgeous. There's a waterfall in the background. It was, it was, and so that, so I think it's because of, not just because of like the site of it, but it's because just, just the whole like experience that makes that my favorite site. Um, site, um, site, the um, site that I went to, and then I had Machu Picchu next, which is like obviously like, oh, I had a, I had like an A plus. I went to an A. It's not like it's that much far of a drop down, right. but still, it's like. So that's why I, that's why I say that. That's why I say that though. Machu Picchu is amazing. There is going you're you are gonna deal with a lot of people, and like I that's why that's why I think it's that's why I think everybody should, um, they should hike either they should at least hike the one. Um, um, the two-day, one-night hike because it's not that far. It's really not that far. You ha- you have to camp for one night, and like if you're young enough, that shouldn't be physically too much of a problem for you. Um, and and and, and so you don't have to deal with the high the high altitude passes on the four-day, three-night hike. Oh, and so yeah, and, I was actually so, going to ask you if you like experienced any altitude sickness because I didn't realize it was so high up and that you, like you could and would. If you ascended too quickly, so I so I used to live in Reno with Ali. Um, hey. uh, um, I'm so, and so so Reno's at like roughly five thousand feet, and so so at least I had I had some altitude. I'm going to and then I was training. I trained I trained for a year because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't that I could do this and I was I was gonna be fine. So I climbed I climbed the mountain. Like, I climbed almost one mountain per per week. And uh, I did the highest mountain in Tahoe, which is Mount Friel, which I think is 12,000 something feet, which is still just still significantly smaller than the, the biggest pass, which is Dead Woman's Pass, which is 4,200 meters, which I don't know what that is in feet, but <laughs> it's really high up there. And um, um, and so wow, so we, it's like so 13,779 feet. Yeah, so it's so so it's way up there. So I did actually pretty fine. Um, I didn't really ever feel altitude sickness. Uh, I was really worried. I was really worried about my brother though, because he was coming from San Diego and he's been at sea level his his entire life. And whenever he he came up to Reno to like try skiing and stuff, he always had altitude sickness. Oh. But he but he luckily he luckily took it slow. He was fine. The only person who really had altitude sickness was Marissa. Marissa, and that's just because that that's because. Life, life gets a way of being able to like train and stuff, and so she only had it for one night, and then she was fine. Okay. And then she crushed, 
then 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 after that then after then after that then after then after that one night she legitimately was beating us everywhere it was crazy like <laughs> that's my like, girl marissa like, I'm like, we were having like this nice stroll, stroll along, like we're talking, we're, I'm talking to Milton, um, Milton's making, making these funny jokes and stuff, and then Marissa's like, oh, I'm, 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 I, I, I'm so on like this mission right now, I'm going up this mountain, peace out guys. <laughs> oh my god, I love her. So, so then, like, there's different hikes that you can do to, like, get up there then? Like, how does that whole thing work? Like, there's different, like nights that you so can stay or that sort of thing like how long like if you wanted to do the shortest like route how long does it take to get there so the i think the shortest hike is the two-day one-night hike where you do get to see Winawana, which highly recommend um and uh but there's multiple treks multiple treks the, the two major ones are the inca trek and then the i think it's called the Sekatonk trek which goes by these which actually goes up a little higher and you go by these really cool glaciers and stuff which i personally really want to go back to much um really go back to i really really want to go back to peru and i want to go back to machu picchu so i can hike huanu picchu huanu picchu is the small mountain on the on the river side of the um city and machu picchu is actually the big the large mountain next to that's the that the city's like on basically okay so and so, Juan Picchu means little brother. Machu Picchu means big brother. And so, Aww. and so I, so I, I wanted to do the, the Sakatong trek or, um, Milton, um, um, so Milton was telling us that, that there's like an infinite amount of treks that he, he could come up, that he could come up for us. Um, and, uh, I'm just honestly waiting for him because he's, he's right now trying to start up his own, uh, um, trekking company. Oh, cool. Um, down there and, like I highly, I highly recommend him. Um, we use this company called United Mice, which I also highly, highly, um, I'm just recommend them. They were amazing. I was, I actually, so before doing this, like I, I also had a blog going myself, <laughs> and uh, and um, and so and I'm, I'm in, I'm through that blog. I, I met some people and I just asked them, I just asked them, like, I just asked them, like, hey, has anyone ever hiked this? Um, and this this one person said use you use 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 this company they're a little cheaper but they give you a much better experience and basically why they're cheaper it has to do with the fact that um you have to carry your own sleepy bag and you have to carry your own pack oh i mean that's they, fine they they carry um the porters who are absolute badasses um they carry the tents they carry all, all like the cooking supplies the food they carry everything else we just had to carry our sleeping bags, our clothes, and a sleeping pad if we we wanted it. Um, yes, sign me up for a sleeping pad. So, <laughs> like hiking, then just in general, since that is kind of supposed to be the main topic of the of the episode. Like, I guess a burning question I've had is, I don't know. This sounds so silly trying to say it out loud and like form it into words. But I guess, like, do you just have, like, a ton of hiking clothes? Because I feel like I have one pair of hiking pants, a pair of hiking shorts, a good pair of hiking socks, and my boots, and, like, that's it? So, like, what do you do about that? Also, don't you get stinky? What do you do with your stinky clothes? Okay, so, so this is one thing that you have to know that if you're backpacking, period, whether it be abroad or be at home, you're going to smell. Everyone smells. Don't try to, don't try to look nice. Don't try to smell like um, roses. It's not going to happen. Because <laughs> you're going to start hiking. You're going to start hiking in 30 minutes. You're going to probably be sweating a little bit. And that's all going to go away anyways. But like the key, but the, um, um, like the key is though more on the health standpoint. Cause so I always bring, um, I always bring, I always try to bring at least one sock per day okay. that I'm hiking because socks are like the most important thing. Um, underwear, um, so underwear, um, so underwear. Um, there's special types of underwear that you can get that that are easy, are that are very breathable that you can um, um, use for multiple days. But like they can also you can wash them like like in a sink and they dry super quickly. Jesus. And so I and so I and so I have those. And then hiking wise, so I generally bring. Like on that trip, I think I had 
so I, I do have a lot of hiking clothes because I like hiking a lot. <laughs> but, but, but I think I, I think I, I think what I brought all, like on the trail. I think I had an extra pair of pants. Then, like I had one pants on, a shirt on, stuff like that. I had an extra pants in case those like ripped or anything like that. Um, I had an extra shirt. Um, then, and then I had like my my like my base layers, my long sleeve base layers, and then I had a jacket, and then I also have my sleeping clothes. So I wear different outfits to sleep than I do when I'm hiking. So that's how like you you try not to like like you kind of keep your clothes a little fresher too that way because then they get to air out like over like overnight versus just being constantly on you. Yeah, that makes sense. So, but like the key, um, um, but the key thing is the key thing is though you you don't want to put too much weight on you. Because more weight you have, the harder it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've backpacked overnight before, but that's it. It's been like an overnight trip, you know. So it's like a yeah. quick, like, like not super dirty, not super gross, not super stinky kind of trip. I can't imagine like not having a different pair of underwear for each day. I feel like that'd be so gross. Ugh. Okay. Well, well, girl underwear is smaller than guys' underwear too, so. You probably could pack a lot extra for yourself there. <laughs> Got a little bit more space. Um, so do you, like, since when you travel, you would end up hiking a lot. Like, hiking gear for me takes up a decent amount of space. Like, my hiking pants are super thin, and that's really nice. Like, I've actually been taking them a lot of places lately. But, like, my boots are super big and heavy. Like, do you check? Do you carry? How do you fly with bags? I refuse to check a bag. It's, I just, you can call it me being cheap, a cheapskate. I refuse to pay the extra fees. Um, even if my, my travel credit card allows me to have a free check bag, I still won't do it. Yeah, I hate checking my because bag. Because I, I just don't trust it. And so I carry everything on. I, I use, I've used the exact same, um, 40 liter pack for every country, like every country that I, that I have gone to since I started um, um, since I since I decided to travel, so I use that bag. And then if I'm trying to get like my my like um, boots, 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 um, the, I either wear them, wear them, or um, I'm also I take a carabiner and I attach them to my bag. Ooh. So it's still like I I feel like I have one bag, but I can take those off and I can throw those like like those those underneath my feet. I also do this thing. I also do this thing where I will take my backpacking bag and then I'll take this day pack that I have that's about like ten liters, and I'll pack and like I, I can roll that up into like a little tiny ball and I'll throw that inside my uh, my backpacking bag. And uh, so so in case so in case if like I want to get souvenirs, souvenirs or something like that, or like I just want to throw my dirty clothes in there to be honest. Yeah. Um, I can separate the bags out. Tip the bags out so like on my um so um so on my so so on my return trip I uh, can just uh, uh um so on my so on my return trip I can carry two bags with me I'll throw that black bag beneath the seat the top one up so yeah I mean the first uh, Europe trip that we went on I took my big backpacking bag I think it's like sixty five liters and it passed like no one so, said anything. Uh, so a lot of small airlines won't accept that. My bag is the the complete max that 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 airlines allow. And so like I had to like in Spanish, like in Spanish, I went from we were in Iquitos, which is this little town in the Amazon, and it's where like I'm like if you want to go to the Amazon, you have to fly into there. Mm-hmm. And so there's actually no road that goes to Iquitos. You either take a boat or you fly in. And so there was a little tiny plane, and the, the lady's like, "No, no, no, your bag's not allowed." I'm like, "Oh no, I'll get, I'm, I might get this thing to fit." <laughs> you hold on, you hold on, lady. Oh god, we'll get this thing to work. And so, um, it took some forceful, forceful uh, pushing, and I might have, I, I, I might have, uh, uh, um, I'm so I might have, um, uh, broken something. I'm broken something on my pack because it still is not the same thing. Oh my god. But it still works. But I got it in there. I got it in there. And uh so 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 that's something to, um that's something to be careful about because like like small planes they really care about like weight weight and like your size of your bags. So you don't want to so you don't want to be like 
like like trying like trying to get on this plane to go to this rural area, and then they go, nope, you can't take that with you. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, cause I got, I feel like I did get kind of lucky with the Europe thing. Like I was a little bit worried about the bag, like fitting and stuff, but I measured it like five times over and it measured the carry on length for every plane that we were going to ride. So that's why I ended up taking it. But I've been looking into like getting a new bag and, um, there's this one I've had my eye on and it actually, you should look this up because it's, um, it, it's, their logo is like an alpaca or something. So I feel like you'd like it. But it's Cotopaxi, like C-O-T-O-P-A-X-I. And there's this 40, it's the, it's like an Alpa 42 liter travel pack. And it basically like, it's a backpack. It can also be used as a messenger bag. And when you unzip it, it basically unzips like a regular like hard shell suitcase, which I think is pretty badass. I'm looking it up right now. It also looks like it's waterproof yeah. by itself, which is actually pretty cool. Because like I, I have like a rain fly right. that goes over it. So yeah, it's TPU coated and it's a polyester shell, um, so it does like repel water. Obviously, if like it was sitting in water, I feel like that'd be different. But supposedly, it's supposed it's like comfortable for long walks. You know, so if you're and that's that's my big thing. And one reason why I hate rolling suitcases is like when we usually get into a country, we're walking to the train station or we're traveling using the underground or the metro or whatever. And I don't want to worry about rolling a bag. Also, my arm gets tired. So backpacks. <laughs> so, so just, um, so just look in this bag, um, so this bag, it looks like a really, really awesome bag. And I have a, I'll be, I'll, I'm going to confess this here. I have a suitcase problem. I have a lot of backpacks. <laughs> oh, I, no. you need... Well, let me know what you think, because like I said, I've been eyeing it for a while. Yeah, it looks really, it looks really nice. The only thing I worry about is like its belt, belt, um, the belts on it, because um, everyone, like everyone, if you're going to um, grab a backpack, go to REI and have them fit you. Because it's oh, free, yes. and they're I mean I mean they're really nice about mm -hmm. it, and so you can try out a bunch of packs and styles. You don't have to buy from them because I w I love them I love them, but they are like a cult that 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 drains your money yeah. and bank account. Yeah. But 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 uh so so just just go there. They'll show you well, different styles. I think, you can find which one you like. I think like I would never use this bag for like backpacking, you know. But I think if you're using it to like hop from Charles de Gaulle and Paris to the train station or just around Paris or that sort of thing. I think it's like a pretty legit bag. Like it's big enough. It's not too big though. So it still fits like in the overhead, you know, like they specifically designed it for carry on, um, you know, and like, it seems really cool. And I do like that it opens like a regular suitcase because that's one of my biggest things with like my backpack was I remember like trying to pull out clothes and being like, and this clothes go over here, and these clothes go over here, and pulling and pulling and pulling, and then it's like, oh, yay, okay, I found the shirt I was looking for. So, so I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. This wouldn't be the ideal hiking bag, probably, yeah. per se, but this would be the perfect, like, backpacking through Europe bag. Um, Osprey also makes another bag that's kind of similar to it, and... I, 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 I'm so huge fan of Osprey, so I'm biased. But uh, it's very similar, so I'd, I'd also check out that, that yeah. if I was you. My backpack is Osprey, and I really like them. Like, that backpack has held up so well throughout the years. Like, I got it back in 2015, and it's still in, like, perfect condition. Granted, I don't use it as often as some people, but <laughs> <laughs> I do really like it. So what do you think was, like, your favorite thing about Peru, like, in like in everything that you did, like your favorite story or just like in general, like the favorite thing you did, saw that sort of thing. Oh, that's, that's a loaded question. Ooh. That's a really hard one. <laughs> that's a really hard one. Like there's so many, there's so many cool memories. Okay. I'm just going to say this is probably the funniest and also my favorite, one, one of my favorite memories. Cause I think that whole 24 hour period was my favorite 24 hour period. Um, actually, actually can I share two stories? Okay, but one of them has story? to be like a crazy travel story that is either it could be okay, anywhere. Yeah, sure, sure, okay, sure, right, sure, 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 yeah. 
Wait, wait, wait. We're only talking about Peru, though, right? This is I, I, you, you can't have me like try to specify my favorite travel story of all time. I can do one country. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to too many places, Campbell. Okay, yeah, just Peru, just Peru. Just Peru. Okay. Um. Um. Uh. So first one, first one. This is the day that we 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 uh we saw we saw sunrise from um from the sun gate over Machu Picchu. Um. Went into Machu Picchu. So we get done, we get done with Machu Picchu, and our, so we take the bus down, um, so we're with our guide, we're having like, like, like our final meal with him, and, and, uh, we became super good friends with this guy, and so, um, my buddy Austin and him joked the entire time, who, who could drink more, uh, beers? No. And so, oh, no. And, 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 and like, I'm, I'm blanking, I'm blanking on the name of the Peruvian beer company, um, but, but, Beers in Peru are not like beer bottles in Peru are not like our like are are not like our um uh, beer bottles. Are they like bigger? Like they're, they're 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 like a liter of beer. Oh, so it's, oh man. So, so it's a it's a little uh, bit different um, per se, and so so the beer company is Quisquena, I, I believe. I just looked it up real quick because I had to know. Um, so they're drinking these liter of these like lager type beers, and so. They're going, they're going back and forth. Who, who can drink the most beer? And so I can't, um, so I can't drink beer. I can't drink beer, but, but I, but so I'm drinking whiskey, which is also completely unheard of drinking there. Cause, which, um, especially for lunch, they looked at me like I, I looked, looked at me like I, I was an alcoholic when I ordered that. Oh my God. And, well, I guess, I guess whiskey's like a, I guess whiskey, whiskey's like a, um, dessert drink. Oh, per se, ew. But, that's disgusting. <laughs> it's so disgusting. So, okay, so so Austin, so Austin is uh, so Austin's trying to keep up. Uh, is trying to fight for America here. He's he's representing America. Milton is representing Peru. See who can drink the most. And so and so legitimately, they're going back and forth drinking these liters. And like I think Milton has five liters down. And like we're like we have to get to our train to go back. <laughs> and we're like we're like guys, we gotta go. <laughs> and, and 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 also, mind you, Milton is supposed to tell us when to go. I just happened to know because he told me beforehand. Oh God. He's, Milton's gone. He's mentally not there. He's in a different um, <laughs> um sphere than us. And so and so 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 like. So like and so like then Austin orders an extra beer right before we're leaving, just pounds it. And so Austin won. He won. He won, mind you. And so so we're walking we're then trying to scramble to our train. We have like five minutes to get to our train. Oh my God. And so we're trying to scramble to get to our train and like Milton we're having a tearful goodbye, we're hugging Milton and then Milton's like trying to walk away. I'm like, Milton, we need our train ticket. He's like, Oh yeah. So then he's trying to find we find the train tickets, we get there. Hunter, Marissa, and I run are running to the train. Nick and Austin are both both uh, little tipsy. They're they're hanging back. So we're like holding the train for them. Then we get on the train. We get on the train, and Austin is belligerently drunk. Oh no! And he's like he's a tiny dude. I don't mean that meanly or anything like that. But he's like super skinny, and he's not like super tall or anything. So he's super fit. He's a fit guy. Yeah, like he's fit, but he's like he's like. He's not like I. He's not like me. He's not, he's not stocky. Like I don't know. He's skinny. I'm just gonna go with skinny, and I don't mean that okay. meanly. But he's skinny, so like I can't. I feel like I've seen him drink, so like I know that he actually drinks a lot. But I feel like it wouldn't take a lot to get him drunk. So okay, so we're on this. So we're on this, um, we're on this train, and Austin is he's he's he he uh. He's not representing America well, oh, per no. se, to the people. And uh, so he ends up, this was an all-inclusive train ride. Like, we didn't know this, but we found out later on that it was. And Austin went to the back, poured his own cup of black coffee. Wasn't supposed to do that. He had yelled up for that. Got told to sit down. I had to give up my seat for him so he would just sit there. And then, and then, and then on, and then like on the train ride, they, were, they like had like a show for us while the train was going. And so, excuse me. Um, I, I'm in so while and, and so the train was going, and they had like this, um, Inca like, like a uh, dance going on. But they had like this guy in like this crazy mask, and Austin, and, and so Austin's like not, it's like not there. He's like in his own different world, and Austin, and the guy can tell that Austin's in his own different world, and he just 
this crazy, like, monster-looking mask goes up right next to Austin's face, and Austin turns over, and he, like, jumped out of his oh, skin. Oh, my God. Poor like, Austin. Like, it's, like, watching. But it was wonderful. It was hilarious. It oh, was my a great, gosh. It was great. You're a horrible friend. So, well. <laughs> no, I would have laughed my ass off. Oh, my God. Poor <laughs> Austin. That's terrifying, though. I can't imagine being, like, super drunk and not feeling super great and then just that happening like oh no so that was that was the first one the second one is a very short one i gotta share it okay so austin and nick are both wildland firefighters so they're kind of adventure um on the kind of like adrenaline uh, uh, adrenaline junkie oh, yeah and so like every single thing every single thing we did they're like the first ones to go first ones to go the entire time like i'm Accountant, I have to keep my stereotype a little bit, and so I'm a little more cautious. <laughs> really, you? And so, um, yes. Yeah. Um, so we're um, so we're in the Amazon. We're we're in the Amazon, and so we're surrounded by these pink, these pink and gray dolphins. And and I'm in and I'm in the Amazon River, and so the guy, our, our guy John Paul, um, um, so he goes us. He goes, jump in. And like we all look at him, like I'm thinking of Amazon. Like I've seen, I've seen Anna, I've seen Anna, and I've seen Anna, and I've seen Anaconda. I've seen Piranha. Like <laughs> you want me to go in there? <laughs> and so, so like, so like, so like, so like, we're all like, what's she like? What? And, and, I mean, the job was like, no, jump in. And so, me being um, careful and cautious, I took my shirt off and just jumped in. Oh yeah, of course, because that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I I I I won't j- climb climb up the like this cliff thing. I'll just jump in the Amazon River. Um, then Hunter jumps in and the Mercer jumps in. Austin and Nick were ter- were scared to jump. Really? In. <laughs> they're like they're like nope nope nope. And then but then and then but then they finally jump in. Austin and Nick are gonna kill me if they listen to this because they're really like it's like no no um no man we weren't scared we weren't scared. <laughs> of course. But, well, I don't think they're listening to the podcast so was, anyway, so I think you're safe. Well, they should be. Everyone, like, it's a pretty great podcast. Aw, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> so, yeah, so those are probably my two, like, like favorite favorite stories. Um, favorite stories that are not our, that, that weren't the, from, the, like, the R-rated category. The, there's only one, like, R-rated one, which we don't need to share today. Is that the Thailand one? <laughs> um... There's, I'm sorry, just uh, Thailand. There's, I have Thailand. There's definitely uh, many R-rated ones that were terrifying. Perfect. We'll talk about those next time. Um, I mean, yeah. it is marked as explicit, so that means we can pretty much say whatever we want to say. <laughs> <laughs> that eyebrow, though. Um, so with the like Amazon River, like you can't see the bottom or anything, right? And it's like huge. It's ginormous. Um, it's a very um. It's a, so it's. I think I think I think it's like a clayish like mud. So it's like so the river's flowing. It's putting up the soil. So it's a very it's a very brown river. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. Have so you can't see. Uh, what's what scared what scared me was a, a dolphin touched me. <gasps> yeah, that would have terrified which me. Is, like it would have been which cool. Is pretty cool. Yeah. Like I've. I've swam with a dolphin before in Mexico. I feel bad about that decision now, but I was 18, so I thought it was super cool. But, like, yeah, no, I would have been terrified. I'm actually kind of really scared of water where I can't see the bottom. So, like, Tahoe, even though it's super clear, like, if you're out farther, I don't really like the idea of getting in because I, like, can't see the bottom. So you don't like the ocean, then? Um, not if I can't see the bottom. I mean, it all goes back to just, can I see the bottom? If yes, sure. Okay. If no, then not going to happen. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, 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 then maybe the Amazon, swimming the Amazon is not for you. <laughs> maybe not. I mean, I would probably be coerced into doing it because everyone else would, and then peer pressure, but I'd be scared. That's a great thing. I'd be in and out probably fairly quickly. No one, um, no one ever had a bad time by giving in to peer pressure. Let's be real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a complete joke, children. <laughs> I don't think any children listen to this podcast either. So they were fairly well, safe. Oh my god. Well, it sounds like Peru was like an insanely awesome time, though. 
and like a lot of fun and just like a really cool like country in and of itself too. Oh, it's amazing. I I definitely want to go back there. Um, I personally could never live there, but I want to go back and visit it and see more of it. Yeah, I I mean, there's not a lot of other places that I could honestly like foresee living. We can get into that later, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it sounds super cool. So like, count us in for your next Peru travel adventures. I don't know if we'll do as much hiking as you. Like one night sleeping it? on a sleeping pad is fine. How how about uh how about uh you guys can do your thing. I do my thing, and then we can do some other things together. Yeah, I'm down for that. We're in. Peru. Peru. It's going to happen. Okay, 2021. We're going to do it. We're going to see it. You seem seem unsure, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, thanks so much, Cam, for coming on and, like, talking about Peru and the crazy things that you've experienced and had fun with. And, uh, you know, listeners, thanks so much for listening. It was super great. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys are, like, pumped and inspired to go to Peru now. Although, you know, maybe not, like, the Amazon, but, like, that's just my preference. (laughs) I'm sure it's beautiful, but it's also burning, so. (laughs) Awesome. Anyway. Well, thank you. Um, I'm I'm so thank you for having me on. Yeah, we do a sign off here on Wanderer Lost. Basically, it is Greek. It is Strikadonia, and it means the pleasure of being able to say to hell with it. So, Strikadonia! Strikadonia! Woo! Woo! If you just started listening to Wanderer Lost, but you love it and can't get enough of all the traveling adventures and crazy stories, Be sure to check out our website, wanderwherelost.com. You can listen here. You can listen on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, pretty much anywhere. Tell your friends, pass it around, share the word, all that kind of crazy stuff.